In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. From 1970, this is album 85, the eponymous John Lennon slash Plastic Ono Band. Guys, this is the first album that John Lennon did after his uh, primal scream therapy, his scream therapy that he did. Scream therapy. Ah! I got to check out that scream therapy myself. And I got to say, Courtney Cox is so good in those movies. I couldn't believe it. I was just, I get why that worked. I could understand. Uh, listen, let's, uh, you know what? It, this is, I've decided that we're going to turn, um, K Rob is actually playing right now, uh, kind of a serial, you know, kind of a show that that is uh, every week. It's kind of a, a story. Let's let's listen in right now. Oh, Check it out. Exciting. Previously on Beck, did it better? Oh. <laughs> An interesting thing. So I go to my middle seat. Oh, no. It's this guy wearing a cowboy hat. He gets up out of the aisle, and I look, and the armrest between our seats <laughs> is up. So he has taken no. the armrest and put it up. Oh, yeah. So no. I sit down and then I have to make the decision. Yes. Do I just leave the armrest up and have a little bit more room but potentially sit like like where we're going to be touching each other? In the middle of a flight. <laughs> In the middle of a flight, Russ plays his game. <laughs> Russell oh, knows. Yes. He wants to talk. I kept it up. I oh kept my god! Yes. I kept the armrest up. Date? He likes the metal seat best. So sweet. Cause then he can lift up both armrests. Yes. It's his menage. Yes. Touching oh, yeah. <laughs> I kept it up. I oh kept my god. Yes. I kept the armor. You use the bathroom and leave. <laughs> when you return, you can see you rolled up the sleeves. Oh no. <laughs> Is that a round we did? Russ, Russ. <laughs> never flies comfort plus. <laughs> Touching forearms turns him off. Yes. Now, when you want yes. to hear about the greatest it might surprise you that I had a longer version of that song. That included the rhyme, both arm guards and gets hard. And I was like, you know, the song is so sweet. There's no reason to spoil it. See, these sleeves are all rolled up, Rob. They're all rolled up. He's raw-dogging it. Beck did it better. I kept it up. Listen, everybody, this is Beck did it better. Uh, we are talking about the John Lennon uh, Plastic, Plastic Ono Ben album. You know, guys, I have been, uh, I've, been going, I've been watching videos of old Laker games. Yeah. I've been doing I've been doing my Kareem therapy. Kareem therapy. Kareem oh. therapy. Uh listen, I've got three working class zeros here. I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? 
Remember, remember the fifth of November. Glad to be here, gentlemen. Oh, oh. love that, love that energy. Oh, Matt is like fully reclined. It. Matt's in dad mode on the recliner, inches I away from it. falling asleep watching a basketball game on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. I've got Russ in Minnesota. Russ, how are you doing? Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Just makes as much sense as it does in the song. Uh, and I've got Aaron out in California. Aaron is the only guy I know where if you told me Aaron owns a sleeping cap, I'd say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Sleeping cap. He's the one guy I know where if he's like, hey, this is my sleeping cap, I'd be like, I guess, sure. That's, Ebenezer scrooging it up. That's a good thought. I, I don't have any hair, so maybe a sleeping cap would be wise. You know, I'm thinking uh, we've, we've made such such inroads with the foot freaks of, of the internet. Maybe we can find the forearm freaks after that opening song. So I think I think, oh, you gotta, I think we're on to something here, Rob. Yeah. Get a little real, but yeah. We'll, go on. well, we'll 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 figure it out on Instagram. Well, I'll let you know. If we we'll, we'll figure it out for sure. I gotta say, Matt did the greatest thing. He put like legit foot freaks like hashtags on our latest Instagram post. We have never gotten so much interaction with any post on Instagram. We ever. are in way over our head. We did not. We're not ready for this heat. We didn't want the smoke. With the foot if freaks. you want a real trip, go click on their stuff oh, and then no. go down that rabbit oh, hole no. of what they're liking and what they're posting. <laughs> Guys, there's a lot of interesting stuff out there. And it's, it's, I'm not going to lie. I, I should not have done it on a work computer. Um, <laughs> listen, guys, today I think I'm going to get a pizza with everything on it. I'm doing Supreme Therapy. Supreme Therapy. <laughs> All right. I've got a whole thing uh, pulled up. So, so stupid. We are going to do into our voice. They can't even tell what we're doing. God, our listeners are the dumbest. The dumbest They're just dumb. the dumbest of the dumb. Last week, I didn't play that sound clip, and nobody noticed. Here we go. Hi, guys. Matt here, Rob's brother-in-law. Oh. Short-time listener, first-time caller. Welcome, Matt. Oh, welcome. Probably the only time I'm ever going to call into this, so let's just leave it at that. <laughs> oh, no. I wanted to start off by saying, good job with the podcast thus far. Well, thanks. I mean, Cut him off. 500 That's albums good. of all time is huge. Not to mention, starting with the best and working your way down from there. <laughs> Seriously, it can only get worse. Is he reading this, a script? Right? Oh, He's reading it. That's very Orson yeah. Welles of you. <laughs> oh, oh, congrats, by the way, on reaching your 16th percentile of the total albums from your list. Oh, God. Oh, oh it's the 16th percentile. As a of family, I can speak for all of us and say how happy we are that Rob has finally found something to keep himself busy over these. <laughs> Seems like he's constantly fluctuating with his interests. And at this point, isn't it amazing that he hasn't moved to a new state and picked up a whole new set of hobbies? Which is really the silver lining of this whole situation. It's true. And lastly, there's a lot of talk and jokes about the song Wonderwall early on in your Beck Did It Better journey. Oh, they're way back. The best one of all, so I thought I'd close with that. My wife told me to stop singing Wonderwall. I said maybe. <laughs> I said maybe. Listen, I'm not going to lie. I was looking at three totally blank faces of that joke at the end, and I was like, uh-oh, I've got to jump in and save this thing. We got it, super man. We got it. We're, we're with it. We got it. Thanks, Matt, for calling. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, listen, I'm going to run my notes down and read it. Read it. Why is he calling you out? out from moving to a different state and finding hobbies? Like, that's I, Listen, I am the king of getting new hobbies. I get new hobbies constantly. I cannot tell you how many, like, telescopes with camera attachments I have. And, like, I got a new bike because of it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. I got into cycling for oh, a while. Yeah. It's like, I, it's new hobby after new hobby for me. So, yeah, it is. I bet your neighbors across the way can tell us how many telescopes you've had. <laughs> ah, that guy's got another new telescope. Well, I need two. Damn it. I need one one for each eye. <laughs> I'm new the telescope eyes. Do you guys ever have new hobbies that go away like after a, a week? Like you can't make it past a week or anything or not? Oh, I think I used to do that. I think I used to do that in the 20s, right? 
And then you realize you spend a whole bunch of money on something. And then it's like a week later, yeah. you have no idea why you even thought like if you just would have taken 12 hours to, to just say like, <laughs> yeah, um, maybe I'll put this on the shelf for 12 hours. And if I still like it tomorrow, I'll buy that. That that's telescope right. that's got, three, you know, I think I figured that out pretty darn quick. The but. classic is, didn't we have so many friends who bought the Mr. Beer barrel of like, make your own beer yes, at home. It's Mr. Mr. Beer. And we're oh, like, we're right. going to fucking brew beer, <laughs> yes. right? And then you, it takes forever. The beer comes out. It tastes terrible. Turns out I don't even like, like beer sugar. in the first place. Yeah. So I don't know why I, I took part in it. And then I was like, wait, beer is something you can just buy. We're not like doing anything that you can't just... Like go. That is the thing though, right? Like everybody thinks they want to be a little bit self-sufficient and how they do all this stuff. Right. No. You know, like I, I, I would really, really love to grow great big tomatoes. I'm a big tomato (laughs) guy. Great big tomatoes. tomato guy. I'm a big tomato guy. Rob, I'm a big tomato guy. (laughs) I think you're a big tomato fan is what you're saying. (laughs) Oh, I'm a big tomato fan. (laughs) All right. But you know, you go to a, it, one, you can buy a plant for like four bucks. It's already, you know, two feet high. Mm-hmm. So why start with right. a seed to begin with? And two, you can go to any farmer's market and buy a bushel of tomatoes for like 10 bucks. And then three, I mean, if you really want to get into it, if you want to like can them and stuff, apparently the Amish sell them for like, and I, Rose, you might know this, but apparently down in Iowa, the Amish sell them like buy the truck full for like 10 bucks because yeah i think those are a loss leader for their puppy mills i think that's what's oh. about. Yeah. <laughs> where now there's a hobby i could get into yeah yeah <laughs> oh, no, I love i'm a big fan of the more they're yeah. better i like i like to say things like loss leader when i'm talking to matt because i know he subscribes <laughs> yeah. to the wall street journal yeah so i think he gets it when i say things like that <laughs> yep um i am Matt's- gonna i'm gonna surprise you guys and say that i have the most embarrassing hobby that i tried for a while <laughs> Are you uh, sure we, it's going to be more embarrassing than the other stuff you've told us? We, <laughs> this, oh, God. Okay, here we go. Hold on, hold on. What could this be? Let me check to make sure I'm recording. Yeah. I need to be recording this. <laughs> Let's see if you guys can guess. Let's see. All right. Hold okay, that Matt, rib, Rob. The first hold guess. that what rib. What do you got? <laughs> Matt, 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 first guess. What do you got? What's, uh, what's the embarrassing hobby? Oh, man. Probably like sewing or I, something. You know what it is? I bet it's I bet it's painting. I bet it's like watercolor okay, painting so or something. And they were so shitty. Painting from Russell. Also, so small you can't fit him up on the walls. I did, I have tried drawing. No, no painting though, Rob. But Russell, what do you got? Yeah. Your wife's um, like, I don't want to sit nude anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna say like you collect keychains or something like that. Um, here's what here's what I'm picturing. Here's what I'm picturing is that Aaron's wife finds a bunch of nude stuff on the computer and he's like, uh, I'm getting into drawing and trying to draw. <laughs> and so then he needs to like go back and redo this hobby of like, see all these drawings I have in a sketchbook. They're all getting better as yeah. I go. They're all like, the they're all like short that, blonde chicks yeah. too. They're not tall. Yeah. Brunettes yeah, yeah. Why, why do all these drawings Wait have the water, the Pornhub watermark in the corner? That doesn't, that's not good. <laughs> What's a Pornhub watermark? I don't know. All, all these drawings have a URL at the top. Watermarks <laughs> is one of my hobbies actually. Oh. Aaron, what is your really embarrassing, embarrassing hobby? hobby. It was early on in our in our marriage. It was like, man, we're, we're eating yogurt all the time. We're we're buying all these yogurt containers. Why don't we make our own yogurt? So we bought a yogurt machine. Yes, a yogurt machine. And we're trying to make our own yogurt. Not only were we trying to make our own yogurt, we tried to make non dairy. Oh yogurt. We no. tried to make almond milk yogurt. This thing, and we, I mean, we kept it up for longer than we should. Like it was like, oh yeah, it's good. This is fine. It's good. Like maybe if we strain it for longer, and it's more like a Greek yogurt. It'll be okay. Like. 
and we we kept the yogurt maker like keeps the yogurt at you know oh, yeah. correct temperature between 40 and 100 degrees you know fahrenheit or whatever it sits on the counter you start with your starter add your yeah that one was not <laughs> that was a hobby that, that went on longer than it should have how much how yeah. much did the equipment cost roughly Oh, I think we probably made our money back. Okay. I mean, I don't think that's, it could cost more than more than you know ten servings of big servings of yogurt. Jesus. I think we probably made can you imagine back. just making your? Because I can tell you right now, I know what it's like making your yogurt. Because when oh, I no. teach about yogurt in my classroom, first of all, oh, no. yogurt machine was my nickname high school year, oh. sophomore year of high school. <laughs> no, sophomore year of college. Sophomore year of college. Please don't, don't not call high the cops. School, it was college. No, it was. <laughs> Not at home. It was college. Um, so here's the thing is that I, I know how easy it is door. to make bacteria. To, I know how easy it is to make yogurt because when I teach about bacteria, I would tell the kids, oh, you'll get extra credit if you go and make yogurt at home. Because it just takes warming up milk and then putting old yogurt in so the bacteria eats the milk, poops out acid. Listen, you guys can tell what it's like to be in my class. Very exciting stuff. And then some fucking kid did it. I was like, what? I was like, oh no, he did it and brought it in. And was like, Hey, I made some yogurt. Now you can try it. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, no. I was like, Oh, <laughs> wait, wait. how about I just Not give you idea. double extra credit? And I actually don't try it. I mean, cause he brought it out and it was just like, it was like a picture this Tupperware in a plastic bag. He opens it up. Like, it's like, it's like, yeah. it's just milk yeah. in a Tupperware thing. And it's a little thicker than normal. At no point are you like, Oh yeah, I should eat this. It would be good for my gut health. Oof. Yeah, I, I remember years ago I got into it. I got into I wanted to buy all like the old great Western movies. So it was like a fistful of dollars, a few dollars more. Yeah. Hang them high. Like oh, all the Clint Eastwood, like the spaghetti Westerns. And so for over like a two week period, I went out and bought like 15 of these movies. Yes. At your DVDs. And I never watched a damn one of them again <laughs> after that two week. Those movies are so long. <laughs> They're they so, long. so long. Once upon a time in the West has like a 15 minute scene of a sweat yeah. drop rolling down Charles Bronson's forehead. Like that's there's something so about movies long. in the seventies where they're like, if we don't, if we don't show this guy walking out the door, walking to the barn, getting on a horse and then riding the horse, they're never going to know how he got to the horse. <laughs> like, like we need to have this. If you watch like Dr. No, the James Bond, like half the movie is him walking to different cars to drive around. Like it's the, it's the worst thing. I did that too, Russell. Where I was like, I'm going to just start owning DVDs. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't even like movies. Like, I don't sit and watch movies. It's like the last thing I do. I don't like my family. We watch movies in like 15 minute chunks. And that's how we do it. We cannot sit. We do not have the time to sit around. We're so busy. So are, are DVDs like CDs for you guys? Do you, are, do you hold on to them? Have you gotten rid of all Got of them? What have you done with your old DVDs? Yeah, rid of all of them. I mean, you can see behind me right here, right? Like I inherited these from yeah. my father-in-law and they serve zero purpose. Yeah. Sometimes the kid ones, you know have some sort of that, uh, you know, we'll put that on or we'll just be easier to find it from, from back here. But like, no, I think the first time I realized what a scam, the whole movie thing was, is when you're moving in and out of your college dorm, you know, from freshman to sophomore or whatever. And then you yeah. got to haul that stuff back. And you're like, wait, I, I watched this like two years yeah. ago and I haven't watched yeah. it since now I'm, you know, lugging it around everywhere. No. So no, I, I, I think uh, my favorite part too, advanced DVDs kept- is that they're al- alphabetized. So it goes from all asses to Z nat- naughty naturals. I guess Z naughty naturals would be at the end. Z naughty naturals, of course. It's yeah, the, it's the French. It's, it's the French production. It's the spaghetti. It's, it's the spaghetti Western version. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I kept a few DVDs that I couldn't part with, but I'm never going to watch them again. So I think I know I kept the Sandlot. 
yeah. and Cool Hand Luke, which I stole from one of our part-time listeners, and maybe the Star Wars, the original trilogy, and then, yeah, the rest of them I, I trashed. But I kept those few because, like, ah, these are important. I we still have our wedding DVD. Do not have a DVD player in the house. Could not play a DVD in this house if we wanted to. Not possible. We still have our wedding. Never going to watch ever, it. Have you ever went and watched the wedding no. DVD, Rob? No, never. Oh, I would. You know what? No. People, people who watch their wedding like annually, they're just psychos. Psychos. Yeah, except for my sister. Yeah, She's actually never. fine. Okay, that's fine when we watch the wedding at the cabin <laughs> on the anniversary. That's fine. And then she listens to my speech and criticizes it. I may know one or two of our listeners who actually. <laughs> I do believe that, they're. So. I believe they're also fans of the the song. Let me read it down here. Wonderwall. Is yeah, that, yeah. Are they fans of that song, Matt? <laughs> oh, oh, well, right. maybe. I cannot confirm or deny that, Russell. I cannot confirm or deny. So, <laughs> let's get into rolling going. It's 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 time to see whatever Rob's up to. Do you ever think it's like if you went back and watched your wedding DVD, roll. there might be people in there that hang out now that maybe didn't hang out then, and how strange that would be? <laughs> Wait, what? People? <laughs> no, never mind. Who hang out then? <laughs> never mind. I, I I do have to say though, I would love to watch that wedding DVD just to see Russell like hauling these statues around and then having to sit up front with a driver. <laughs> I don't think that's part of the DVD. Just thinking about it. Yeah, Russell was also in charge of recording the DVD. So he saw the limos drive away, and then you see the camera turn to his face and go, wait a minute, how am I going to? Then it just ends. That's the end of the wedding DVD. You know what a great, a great, remember like at Coach K, he had his, I know we're in NCAA basketball tournament season. I think a, a week or so ago, he had his last game at Duke, and they had the game on one part of the screen and then like a little box. They just showed Coach K the whole game. Wouldn't Rob's oh. wedding DVD be great if it just showed the real wedding? And then I was just like in one little corner where they showed me the whole time from beginning to end. The Russ Cam. The Russ that, Cam. I mean, I would that I would buy that DVD. Like that's I would buy that DVD and I would buy a home theater setup just to be able to watch that DVD. Yep. Just that. All, all it is is Russell th- spitting game, just yeah. all the pickup lines and all yeah. the bridesmaids the whole time. Yep. I'd love to see that. Well, Geez, you know, this is nice because I've been listening to so much Eric Clapton. I've been doing my cream therapy. So <laughs> well, you've got them lined up today. This, uh, is roll- bigger. this is you haven't gone like this since we did the D's nuts jokes on, nuts. on the chronic 420 no. a year ago. Well, I thought you guys would be surprised by this because I'm doing some unforeseen therapy. Oh, uh, Rosie, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, it's going good, man. This re- this reminds me of the days when Rob would have a, a Billy Thanksgiving when he was doing Tybo for Thanksgiving. <laughs> A joke. You know what? That's the greatest part about teaching. I can do all my Thanksgiving Day jokes where I say, Oh, yeah, I'm shooting a gun, but there's no bullets. Oh, happy Blanksgiving. Yes. And it's every year the kids are like, Oh, because it's fresh every year to them. They've never heard it before. <laughs> New audience every year. Oh, fantastic. Uh, it's really going good with me. Uh, recent discovery music wise is the, is the Black Jazz label. This is a label out of Oakland um, in the. 70s did a lot of soul jazz stuff. Uh, I, I found a, an organ, pianist organist called Doug Karn. Uh, so I've been enjoying his album. Listen to that on Sunday morning. So that's a hot tip for our listeners who want to listen to something new. Uh, I am. If you listen to Doug, Doug Card, send a call. Call in, and I'll give you five bucks. Okay, I'll Venmo. First person to text their Venmo, I'll Venmo you five bucks if you show me evidence that you've listened to Doug Card. Rosie, I will. I I who I got it right here. The keys and the O. Uh, the keys and OV. What was that? OV right in the keys. 
We'll be right in the keys, right? Like yeah. I went and listened to that the next day. I'm going to listen to your, I listened to all of your recommendations. Oh, I appreciate you. you. Thank you. A good it, music person. The name Doug Card is fuck? so boring. You can't even come up with another name and make, mix it up. Like there's not even someone you can try to mix it up with. Like yeah. who would it be? No, it's just Doug Karn. He's yeah. actually, there's a, there's a new, Doug. there's a series out by Adrian Young and Ali Shaheed Muhammad called Jazz is Dead. And they're sort of re-recording, remixing older artists and Doug Karn's got a, Joined out on that one. That's pretty fun to listen to as well. So check that out. Mm, this sounds like a hobby I'm not going to start, actually. This is going to be one of those hobbies I don't. I don't. So that's my recommendation. Uh, today, um, I was out and about and I saw a gentleman wearing a T-shirt that said Jesus and pizza all day. And I know that John Lennon wouldn't necessarily agree with that. But I thought that was such a great T-shirt. And I was trying to think, like, for me, like, what would it be if it was like a religion and a food all day? So I was yeah. thinking, like, it would be like, John Coltrane and tacos all day or like yeah. Johnny cash and whiskey all day. Like oh, for like you guys, question. for you guys, what do you got? What would you go with all day? A religion and a, and a food stuff. Russell, uh, like the question, what do you got? Um, spaghetti Westerns and spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all day, all day, all day. <laughs> it's just like Clint Eastwood, just mowing down this big <laughs> plate with meatballs and everything. And, and as he's as he's sucking wah, down the noodle, he wah, gets closer and closer wah. to kissing like the bad guy, like in, in <laughs> the or that one cartoon. Yeah, they've got three noodles going to all three guys. Yes. <laughs> Normally, it'd be pizza for me. I mean, you know, like left the date leftover oh, yes. pizza. All you know would be great. But since it's already been said, I'm on this huge kick of breakfast sandwiches lately. Oh, there's yeah. this place downtown called Dave's. Is it Dave's downtown, downtown Dave, something like that. It's right in my building. Okay. And they've got the greatest breakfast sandwiches. And so I would go with Pearl Jam and breakfast sandwiches. That's so good. That's perfect. What are you rocking yeah. with? What kind of breakfast sandwich are you rocking? I go English muffin. I go English muffin. Mm. I go sausage patty, American Ugh, cheese, no. and egg. Oh, and, it, and, and they, and they <laughs> wrap it up in tin foil. And so, so it, it gets, gets all real yeah. melty. Yeah. And it gets real. Yeah. And yeah, by I'm the time I get up, I, I got to go up 22 floors to get to my office. And by the mm. time I get there, it is perfect. That is marvelous. Perfect. So much yeah. has been said about the breakfast sandwich scene in New York. You know, I always get the uh, bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll, extra cheese. And then they always want to put salt, pepper, ketchup on it. And I'm like, no, 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 no salt, pepper, ketchup. But the other day, a guy ahead of me ordered a bacon, egg, and cheese. On a uh, French toast bagel, and I was like, "Oh, I was okay. like, hmm, I might as well right. try that out." This is That's this is like dry. when the woman told me to heat up my Captain Crunch, and it kind of changed my life forever. If you can get it, if you can get it on a good croissant, that's the ideal breakfast yeah. sandwich. I you uh, think bread. I, but, but like because ba- like bagels is just too much. It's just too bagels much. are too hard. Know. Bagels you bite in yeah. and the egg squirts out. You can't have that. I, that's why I think right. the roll is the perfect. I know this place is yeah. still open. When I worked in San Francisco, and Rob, you're gonna have to. Keep it above above board here. There was a place across the street from my office in San Francisco that did a croissant breakfast sandwich, and the place was called Munchbox. Oh, Munchbox! Yes, yes. Named after the guy in Law and Order, Detective yeah. Munch. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, Richard Belzer's there. I'm getting my lunch here. It's very good. This is the Munchbox. Munchbox. So we went to Hope Breakfast Bards in West End. I don't know, Russell. It's, it's, it'd be a place that you would go if you know brunch sometime i don't know if you took a date there or something like that yeah. but they put they had, had fresh like someone you're going steady with or anything yeah you know i don't know <laughs> maybe maybe if i were to go borrow rob's wedding dvd i could find someone who was looking <laughs> hey 
Uh, you probably don't remember me. There's got to be a bridesmaid or two. Do you remember Rob? Oh, yeah. You were in his wedding, but you haven't talked to him for about 15 years. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. It seems uh, as reasonable a plan as any other, right? I was uh, watching his wedding DVD, <laughs> and you looked pretty desperate. So I uh, looked you up, and I'm giving you a call. Uh, if you could just return this call. Uh, I also have a podcast, by the way. Uh, not going to tell you the name. Uh, don't don't need to bother. You're gonna have to call me back if you want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Hope Breakfast Bar, West End, Russell, you would love it. It's a great spot. I'll but they make they make homemade biscuits and then do breakfast oh, sandwiches with homemade biscuits. And so I'll tell you, you I'll, know, I'll bring my spot. good friend Doug there. We'll check it out. <laughs> yeah. You know what I've been fucking with for breakfast is biscuits and gravy. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a fat guy's meal for sure. It's like, well, it is breakfast so that does mean gravy i should have some gravy of some sort like this is another meal you can put gravy on but oh dang it's so good that is the greatest that that is gravy i'm with you rob that is the greatest but yeah i have found especially like if it's not a high class restaurant how long do you know that great how long has that gravy been sitting around that's part of the charm food safety that's part of the charm you know what and then Instantly, two hours later, again, I get that that charm comes right back and hits me right through yeah. the screen door. Yeah, yeah, no, right through no. the screen door. Edit it out. So no, I've Aaron, just no. I've had Rob's the- deleted those comments before. <laughs> no, no, through the screen door comments. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would always assume the gravy at a cafe is fresh, fresh gravy yeah, made fresh daily. It says it right on the uh, made to order. <laughs> yeah, exactly. best biscuits gravy I ever had was at a gas station in Arkansas, and I've lived to tell the tale. So I'm, oh my I mean. God. Yeah, Go for it. You so ate at a gas station. You ate biscuits and gravy. So yeah, like in yeah. a car. You yeah, stop bro. by like a good gas. So there's like some there's like oh breakfast God. to go in here. Oh oh you some biscuits and gravy that <laughs> made by so the made by the gas station sous chef. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> you see Doug like wiping his hand with a dirty <laughs> rag. <laughs> he's like ah. Time to make this I gravy. It's bring up gas station food around Russell. I know Russell is is anti gas station restaurants. Russell will drive an extra. 50 miles to not go to a Burger King that is connected to a gas oh, station. Oh yeah, I don't I don't like fast food restaurants connected to a gas station. Oh yeah. It's it is depressing, isn't it? Yes. It's like anytime I go and there's like a Taco Bell on my ways and I drive to the Taco Bell and it's like it's a Taco Bell Kentucky fried chicken. I'm like, shit. Oh, that's the worst. This is a, this is a combo like, which store. one is it? Yeah. And then you try to order from both stores at once, and it always blows their mind when you're like, uh, I'll have a chimichanga, some uh, nacho grandes, and uh, can I get a uh, bucket of chicken, please, and some gravy? And they're like, whoa, what? It's <laughs> like, do you have those deep fried shrimp? This is a Long John Silver's, too, like, right? It's, it's all of them together. Please. Do you get a Coke and a Pepsi at the same time because yeah. they're different? <laughs> that should blow your mind. You're right. It's true. Mix them together. Uh, Matt, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, good. I had the pleasure of taking in a Tool concert. We haven't talked. Oh, about interesting. I went to the Tool concert the other day. They, they're on a tour. I can't say that I'm the biggest Tool fan. Yeah. Um, you know, and I same with and my so wife. I had to go back. <laughs> I had to go back and listen to see if I knew any Tool, and I knew about eight or nine songs. Right, and, well, eight or nine. And, that's pretty wow. high, actually. Yeah, and I, you know, it was more than I thought. It's definitely so enough to, to the enjoy concert. the concert. They didn't, yeah. they didn't play one of those songs. <laughs> <laughs> the whole concert. <laughs> but here's the thing: I don't know I this song. Pleasure, yeah, <laughs> I had the pleasure of taking it in, and I was in a suite. Ooh. so I was at the Target Center, and I was suite. in a suite for a concert, and it has ruined me oh. because oh. it was unbelievable. Oh. Right, one. 
Doors normally opened at six. At five forty-five, you could get in, Ooh. and you can go up to the little suite level. Oh, this is like they've clear got like a buffet for the concert. area, and they've oh. got like free. I mean, you know, I'm using air quotes. Free beer. I mean, like you paid for it as part of the the ticket, but they got beer, they've got desserts, they've got pool tables. You know, you could basically just hang out yeah. until your band is on. Right? It is awesome. Then you get there, you get to go in the suite. You get a nice plush seat. There's only like 10 or 12 people. Nobody's in front of you. No drunk people headbanging right next to you. All this stuff. It's just pure wow. heaven. And you can nothing, see everything. Nothing says, middle, nothing says middle-aged right. white guy like going to see Tool <laughs> in a suite, right? So that was going to be my next thing. Like I was going in there and I texted. I, I, I don't know if I texted you guys, but I, I texted a few friends like, what does one wear to a oh. Tool concert? And then what does one wear to a Tool concert when you're sitting in a suite? Like, what do you yeah. wear? Well, I, I have no idea. I would guess and you wore some sort of zip up, man. I feel like you're a zip up guy. I had a, a quarter zip. I did have a quarter, quarter zip. Yeah. 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 I had a quarter zip. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was the whole gamut, right? There was some dude in there who had like a sport coat on with a button up shirt. And then there was I some guy tool. who... Who had just gotten off of like some oil rig who had his car hearts on and they were, you know, completely worn down in his boots and all that stuff. And so it, it ran the gamut. But I just have to say, if you ever have the opportunity and Russell, next time Pearl Jam comes, we're getting a suite. And oh, it's on nice. me. So so don't worry about it. You'll have this opportunity mm. at some point. Can I can but I wear my uh, spaghetti Western and spaghetti T-shirt yeah. all day shirt? Spaghetti straps. You can. Yeah, you yes. can for sure. Yes. <laughs> but Spaghetti if you Western ever get the opportunity, strikes. you need to take in a concert at in a suite. And so Nick, Nick from Minneapolis went with me. Shout out to Nick from wow, Minneapolis. And we had we had a great time. It was great. Did you did and, you guys just buy two random tickets or was it like a corporate suite that you knew someone or how did you get tickets to a suite? Uh, you know, Russell, it's not about what you know. It's about who you oh, know. I, see so, yeah. <laughs> so I do some fancy lawyer who had some fancy hey. law firm who just used this, you know, used it as, a, as an excuse to spend some fancy lawyer money. So sounds yes. like someone you must yeah. rub elbows with, huh? I, I, I like I that idea of like, yeah. oh, now, now well, Russell's like, interested. Listen, I want to represent you. <laughs> Okay, but yeah. first we're going to go see this Tool concert. You'd be like, okay, uh, yeah, okay, I guess it's like, well, let's let's discuss your case at the Tool concert. Yeah, the thing right. is, we have to discuss jurisprudence. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so don't know any Tool songs or lawyer talk, as you could tell from that bit I just did. So thank you. I think halfway through, I realized you're not talking about Toad in the Wet Sprocket. So did that- that's where I am. <laughs> What was the deal? Did they play, do they have a new album? Did they play stuff from a they, new they album? They have a new or? album, you know, so I kind of checked it out afterwards just to, just to see, you know, like setlist, whatever that is, is an awesome website that, that, you know, that people just put in whatever the setlist is. So apparently half, they've only played 12 songs, but the concert was like two hours. So they did, they're like a jam band oh, of right. heavy metal and they're, they're, just, they're very, very good, right? Like they've been around for 30 years. Yeah. And again, yeah. I've said this number of times, years. Oh my God. if a band is around for 30 years and they're selling out 15,000 tickets, you know, to some you know, arena in Minneapolis, right? Like they're, they're a good band. Right. And so, you know, they, they deserve the respect for that. So they played like 12 songs. Six of them were on this new album that came out within the last two years, something like that. And then a couple of them were just some long extended jams of some other side. Again, I didn't know it, but they had this huge light show. They essentially had like this Kate net thing in front of their whole stage. And then, so then that projected a light show 
it looked oh, like front. it was right in front, you know, front oh, of that's him. That's cool. And then there was then there was some stuff behind him, so it was almost like it was really three D. And then there's I mean, it was an amazing, amazing. I, I gotta concert, say, if you're so. seeing a band where you don't know the songs, I think a jam band is probably the good way to go, right? Because then at least you're getting yeah. some musicality and listening. And it's like, rock out and enjoy yeah, it. nobody's heard this song yeah. before because it's a jam band. And then you can just turn to somebody next to you and go like, "This is so crunchy." Like this is crunchy. You can just say that over and over, and people think you know what you're talking about. Right, right. that's great, man. I, I gotta go. Maybe I should do. Maybe I should be living that sweet life. I did go to my Ooh, my too sweet. We went to a suite for a, a Knicks game uh, on Jenny Jenny's boss's dime, and we went up there, and it was like all lobster tail and steaks. Yeah, and Jenny was like, "Who could eat?" This many lobster tail and steaks, and I was like, oh, "Are you talking to me?" <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "This is the greatest day of my life. I love this." Yeah. So, so my dad used to work for the company that did the the suites at the domes, right? And so then he was for thirty years, he was the bartender in the owner's suite at for the Vikings games. And after, I mean, we lived high on the hog. Yes. You know, after Vikings games and after sweet stuff, because again, they're. They're getting $60 cuts of meat, he would say. Yeah. And they'd eat like three bites and then it would just be sitting there and they'd walk out. So he's like, well, here we go. You know, take it all. You get so, free bit kind of meat at home? That's <laughs> they didn't bite it. It was cut. It was cut. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Matt doesn't like, eat vegetables. His dad wasn't yeah. bringing the, the uneaten vegetables home. His dad right. was only bringing the $60 exactly. yeah. meat home. But there is, there is absolutely a, a ton of waste, if you will. Oh, so, oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. That's great. My dad worked for the Hormel Row of Fame, so I was pretty happy about that. Uh, <laughs> Russell, roll. raise your hand. Who's, who's, anybody ever been in the Hormel Row of no, Fame? No, it's a dream. It would be a I dream have. come true. You what, were been there? Manny and Jeff from Apple Valley and I went to a <laughs> Doesn't help when you do Vikings both. game, and we were in the Hormel Row of Fame. <laughs> what? What? God yeah. damn, that makes me more jealous so, of anything. So you get a free hot dog, and what else? And then, you're, you know, you're, uh, Manny, you great, know, Manny, big, dinner. strong guy. We can make you a wiener winner at the whole of fame. And so then, yeah, you know, I got you're a on long dog. That's what I'd yell at the end of that. <laughs> you're on, you're on the jumbotron, right? And they're showing you, yeah. you know, everybody. And and Jeff is a very large man, and Manny is a very strong guy. And I'm just sitting in the middle, and we're jumping up and down, and <laughs> I'd be about going to crazy. fall down the stairs. Yeah, it was fun. I've, I've tried fun. to sprint to the Hormel Row of Fame. That's where my head's at for a lot of these. Have you? Try yeah. to get in there. Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. Things are going great. I, I feel like I need to run back to the dating advice quarter. I need some advice from oh, you guys. I came across a situation. I need a little guidance. Okay. Okay. Get to the corner. It's time for Russell's advice corner. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been a while since I've been in the corner. You, you, well, you've taken our this advice, so things are working out so well. I think that's why. This is a moment. <laughs> so, so as you guys know, we're in the middle of March Madness right now. This will be coming out, I think, right before the Final Four or somewhere in there. But I was wondering, when you start dating someone and you're a guy, and let's say you're into sports, even though I'm not as much into it recently, you find a way to not pay attention to a game at the bar. Or if you're at somewhere, you, you don't have the game on all the time. Right. So at what point when you start dating someone and you're out at a bar – can you just ignore them the whole time and like watch a basketball game without acknowledging almost no, immediately? Never. You, never. No, you need no, to establish never. your dominance right away, Russell. It's very important that you don't get their expectations up too high. They need to know that you're a piece of shit right from the beginning. Oh, yes. So oh, then no. when you're a piece of shit later, they're like, well, I did marry this a piece, piece of, of shit all along. Yeah, this exactly. I said yes to. Yeah. I, just, I, I sent you guys a text, right? I was at the bar. It was Saturday afternoon, something like that, right? right? Like, so our kids are with grandma and grandpa. Sarah and I go for a walk around Lake Harriet. Congratulations. And we stop at a spot 
and just have a quick happy hour. Congratulations, he says. You know, there's and a so, guy stuck in it. And so literally, I'm like, Sarah, I have this game's close. I just have to, I'm just going to send a picture quick so the guys think I'm cool and I'm watching this game yeah. and having a beer. You know, so I, I said, hey, will you just, I just got to take it. Yeah, that's fine. But after that, nope, you got to, I, at least, I mean, you just got to shut it down and you got to be with the person you're with and you got to, you know, you could see, you could sneak some peeks, but there is no going and ignoring. No. And, uh, you know, no going and ignoring in your life. I mean, this is a yeah. good question. This, this, this question comes up at a good time though, because I'm going to go into the podcast advice corner and oh. say that our next scheduled recording after this is during the next Iowa state cyclone game. So can I go on a podcast and ignore my podcast friends while I'm recording a podcast and watch the Iowa State Cyclones on a third screen? Like how long? Matt, Matt, before does, I- it, Matt does it every recording. You're fine. <laughs> I would say ignoring somebody at the bar is fine. I don't know what Aaron was saying there, but I think ignoring somebody at the bar is just fine. <laughs> now, yeah, of course, Aaron, you could have the game on and ignore us. Matt does it all the time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's fairly easy. Yeah. Aaron. It's fairly <laughs> easy. Don't <laughs> usually like, you'll be just fine. Yeah, like, like what do we t- tell us to tell me two things we've talked about this episode. I couldn't do it. I have no idea what we would just talked about. Warm Captain Crunch and yeah, the see? whole no row of fan. <laughs> Something about yogurt, maybe? Yeah, exactly. You, and we've great done that every lunch. episode. It's fine. Great for dinner. Russell. You can be I, a wiener I think some people, there are some people who they just want to have you listen to them. When you're <laughs> sitting with somebody <laughs> and you hear the you hear the sentence and like this. na 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 You go. Well, what do you think? And then Shut the, the hell up. I'm watching this game. No, no, you <laughs> no. cannot say that. You cannot say you're what? watching the game at any point. What? No, you cannot admit that. That's that's very, very bad. You need to lie. You need to lie to this person. But my Russell. buddies, we've got we're we bet on all the underdogs. We all bet sixteen dollars on all the I, underdogs. I'll give you right. a hint. They do not care about that. That is the coolest thing ever. And it is a cool thing to talk about and maybe send approximately 800 texts over the weekend about, but people, but people uh, who are going to drinks with you, I'm just going to tell you right now, they couldn't care less. But no, like I said, you, they also don't care if you're listening to them. They, they oh. don't want your advice. They don't want you to hear. They don't, they're going to tell you the same stories 10 times again, later that weekend. Don't worry about it. You can catch up then. It's like a little recap. All you have to do is when they go, you go, well, what do you think? And then it just keeps going. It keeps going. And you're watching the game. You're having a good time. Trust me. Sorry, Rob. I was trying to watch the game over here. I didn't listen to the damn thing you said. I was going to say, who are you going to trust? These two guys or me? Who do you think is in a way happier? Uh, uh, but what about what about staying at home, Matt? So you and your wife are at home and you want to watch the Vikings game and she wants to sit down and have like a three hour conversation. What happens? Well, I think I told this the first time that Matt looked over his shoulder, the, by the way, before he started talking, he was like, well, the day, the day Sarah moved in, right. The day Sarah moved in, I just told this story the other day too. I remember, I remember this like it was yesterday. I went and I sat down on the, the couch, you know, we got home yeah. from work, whatever, sat down on the couch. I turned on the twins game. She says, what are you doing? Oh no. I said, I'm watching the twins game. She says, I don't want to watch the twins game. And then literally that was a big, like, Oh man, what are we going to do here? Kind of a thing. Cause you know, what, I mean, what are you going to do? Right. I mean, and again, this comes pr- back pr- to your point, turn the twins game off, then yeah. throw out your microwave right after. I would go, <laughs> see, your lawyer, <laughs> I would go yeah. see your lawyer friend at the tool concert and be like, listen, yeah, <laughs> but it comes down. I mean, it comes down to like, if you're watching a Timberwolves game on a Tuesday night in the yeah. middle of January, you know, right. As opposed to hanging out with that person, you're a sicko and I've been there, but you can, yes. you can get out of it. Yeah. We've all, I think we've all been there, right? But then you kind of realize, like, well, hey, it's the first round of the playoffs. 
Timberwolves haven't been there ever. I got to watch. What I would do, games, Russell, right? is just bring up every time you've been stuck with them doing some dumb bullshit and you didn't want to do that. And then just remind them of that and they'll <laughs> say, you know what? You're right. Okay. You actually, you know what? Rob's, Rob's right. right. This, this, you know, Rob is totally right. He, I, he came to all this dumb bullshit. So just once I have to sit in a bar and watch a game, I'm definitely not going to complain. And Russell, if you spring that up, they, they won't be mad about it. That's what I would do. Rob, rolling, going, how's it going with you? What were Randy, you Russell, say you're in charge. That's the bottom line. Okay. You got to set the standard. We made mistakes, Russell. We kowtowed right away to what they wanted. Huge mistake. Don't do it. Uh, listen, my life is a disaster right now. Jenny has been out of town since <laughs> Thursday. Right now? Yeah, today is Monday. Just, just now. Just Finally literally done. like today. Okay, so when she's gone, I don't know what's today, going on. Good. My life is in a yeah. total tailspin. Like she's gone and I'm not working. So I have no, like we're recording this now and it's like, what, 1130 at night. When we're done with this, I'm going to watch a movie after this. Like there is no, <laughs> I might as well be in like a windowless cell somewhere. Like just doing whatever I want. I woke up today at noon. At oh, noon. You, I woke up wow. at noon and I was wait, like, well, wait, better wait, walk wait. the dog. And does that mean, does that mean your kids got themselves up and went to school while you were still yeah, sleeping? Of course. What? That's amazing. Yeah, I'm not oh a my terrible God. parent. <laughs> I was like, what'd you have for lunch? He's like, I packed my own. I was like, you're so sweet. I love you so much. And then I woke up at noon and I was like, well, I better get to the gym today. I got to the gym at six. Like what? There was, if you saw a list of what I ate today, it literally like handfuls. It just would say handfuls for a lot of the foods, like Captain Crunch, handful, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, handful. Anything that has crunch in it, I was eating by the handful today. Just a disaster. I don't think I've drank any water in three days. I'm pretty sure I haven't drank any water. Like there is nothing tethering me to reality right now. We have ordered out every dinner tonight. I ordered from two separate restaurants because my girls wanted two separate things and I did not want to deal with it. So I ordered from two places and I got Pizza myself a half Taco meal Bell, from right? each. Like the gas station yeah. deal. Yeah. One wanted Long John Silver's. <laughs> um, so I don't, I, there's nothing that I can say about this because it's just like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, how am I going to get back on track? I was like, well, maybe I'll just wake up at six tomorrow. But then I was like, well, no, why am I going to do that? No, you got to sleep, stay till yeah. noon. Yeah. You just got to wait till she gets man. back. And then you'll, you'll crawl into bed. She'll get yell at you for making too much noise. You won't get any sleep that night. You'll be right back in your room. Yeah, that's the thing is she's coming back tomorrow night, guys. There's so much laundry that has to be done. It's crazy. Like if you look at my dishes right now, my daughter day is like, do we have any clean bowls? And I was like, oh no, not for days. We haven't had clean bowls for days. Sweetie, mom is gone. Gotta be a service. This is Lord of the Flies up in here, okay? And I don't know where the conscience. It's under a, it's under a pile of clothes somewhere. Nobody knows. I don't know what it is. It just takes so little for me to just be totally untethered. I, it's, I need a routine, guys. What do you do when you, like how do you set up a routine when you're not like on a vacation or on a break or whatever? I like uh, my, my recent move has been doing, I, I never was a list. Like I write down things, yeah. but now one thing's that thing that works for me is I start writing down my list of what I want to accomplish for the day. And then I cross stuff off. That's really And good. when you start crossing that's stuff really off, good. you build momentum and you want to keep crossing stuff off. So I Ooh, say you go really with the good. list, you cross shit off. I have, it's taken a very long time, but I have at every night, I make sure that the dishes are done and the dishwashers run no matter what. There could be two spoons in there, but I run it every night so that you know at someone least, forgot to clean those spoons at one time. <laughs> at least, oh, Put the spoon in the dishwasher. <laughs> Go back and find that joke if you really want to. Forgot about that. Matt just had to look upstairs. Like he yeah. looked up to a different level of his house to, to yeah. acknowledge something. <laughs> yeah. <And> so, <laughs> 
And so, no, but the routine, at least if the kitchen is clean in the morning, at least it feels like, you know, something, yeah. you wake up and the kitchen's clean and I make a pot of coffee and all that stuff. There's not dishes sitting there. So I have found the only, really the only routine is to make sure that the kitchen is clean yeah. every night. And then at least the dishes are done. Yeah, but that's smart. Well. No, that's good. Yeah. Cause yeah. then your kids have clean bowls when they need them. Cause I came home from the yeah. gym today and I was like, this place is a fucking disaster zone. Like I, this is a disaster and there's absolutely nobody to blame, but me, like I made all the mess. I haven't done anything with it. It's, Really, if, like if I didn't have it, like kids or anything to tell, I think I would just like, I don't know what would happen. I'd go Tens Kaczynski or something. How much cash you got in your wallet right now? You got that big fat wallet. Yeah, I think like 200 bucks cash badass. is usually what I have. So you could probably pay each of your daughters like 20 bucks to at least do the dishes, right? Well, the, you, you heard the going rate for Rob's daughters, 75 minimum. They're trying, yeah, to, buy, they're trying to buy nail polish, man. <laughs> 20 bucks doesn't make a dent for them. I, you saw before yeah. the podcast how they get money from me. My yeah, oldest one came out and said, I need up. money for lunch. And then I gave her money. Like that was it. That was the extent <laughs> of the exchange. Like there was no like, yeah. oh, can you walk the dog or can you do this? Because the oldest one, and I got to whisper in case she hears me. The oldest one, if we try to argue with her, it's not worth it. She digs in and then you're like, God, I shouldn't have started this argument. Fine. I'll take out the garbage. I will take out the recycling. I'll do whatever <laughs> it takes to make you happy. Cause she's a lot like somebody else in my life. And I don't want to say who it is, but you just will do anything you can to make him happy. Even if it means sitting like a mummy in bed, even when you're not sleeping, just don't move. Is she anything at all? Like anyone in Russell's life? No, not at all. Like said, we were out to, lunch, we were out to lunch and she was like, my daughter was like, are you talking to, are you listening to what I'm saying? And I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) my wife is in Los Angeles. What's going on? And I said, yeah, what do you, whatever you think, you know, so good. So that's, that's what's going on. So if you guys notice, like, like, and it was really bad because like the other day I took a picture and sent it to you guys on the text. And the next day I took a picture again and I was wearing the same shirt in both pictures. <laughs> I was like, shit. That's bad because I took off that shirt and then put it back on. I chose to do that. Guys, let's talk it's about this album. For nobody's favorite hey, I'm excited to talk about let's this talk album. About the album. I'm so excited that I've been um, diving down underwater a lot. Uh, I'm, in sub- I'm in submarine therapy. Submarine therapy. Submarine therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Boom. Boom. Is there anything better than a good submarine movie? Where they're always like... There's a lot of like looking around and waiting. It's always everything's red and it's very sweaty. And they're like, how many good summary movies are there? U571, yeah. Hunt for Red October. Hunt for Red October. Uh, my dad had this VHS. It was a uh, 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 hot semen. Uh. <laughs> I thought I could come up with something better. I thought your dad's VHS would have been like disco balls in the deep. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad that's gonna get disco balls out. deep. That's yeah, there bummer. it is. Disco balls deep. You that's cannot what. talk about the Plastic Ono Band album without talking about the the timeline. This is this this album is one of these that when it's I did so some personal when I did some research and got the background and I listened to my two podcasts today about the album. Um, I it, it, you just get you. so much more out of this album because you realize when this happened. Right, this album is released. So here's the deal: this album is released in December of 1970. Paul McCartney announced he was leaving the Beatles in April of 1970. All Things Must Pass, uh, uh, George Harrison's solo album, was released right. in November of 1970, so the month before. And if you listen to All Things it's Must... Like Wu-Tang. Yeah, if you listen to All Things Must Pass, you can just tell Harrison Wu-Tang. had this musical blue balls, right? He had so much ready to go. Like, he released a solo album. It was a triple album. A triple, man, we're going to have to do this album, guys. I bet it's on the list. Because they kept him down. Yeah, it's a triple like, oh, album. 
And it's got like My Sweet Lord on there. And when you listen to it, it is like hundreds of instruments. You can tell it's like they've got a full orchestra. It's huge. It's basically what the Beatles were doing, but even more so this giant production, right? So that's where George Harrison went. 368. It's number 368. This, we're going to get there. Oh, my God, guys. It is 300 <laughs> albums away. Six years from now. Six years from now, I'm still going to be like, oh, Jenny's gone to L.A. My life's a disaster. I don't know what to do. It's still six years later. Is it- my daughters are walking all <laughs> yeah. over me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, uh, this album, though, is, is kind of the exact opposite, right? John Lennon went, instead of going with that big Beatles sound, it's totally stripped down. There's only like four mm. people on this whole album. You got John Lennon yeah. on guitar. You got Klaus Wurman on bass, who was kind of like a Beatles buddy. He was on a bunch of their solo albums. And guess who's playing the drums on this album? Ringo. It's our guy, Ringo. I mean, it just. And he's playing his ass off. I got to I gotta say, big he's time. kicking ass on this album. It might be time for you to issue Ringo an apology here. Remember I agree when you used to call him a shit drummer on a weekly yep. basis? And I was wrong. And it, I, he plays the hell out of this album. And it turns out, I send Aaron TikToks all the time about how good Ringo is. It's but, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, it turns out that like this, I, I, when, when I saw Ringo was on this album, it filled me full of joy the same way when I saw that Beatles documentary and you saw what a nice guy I'm Ringo like, yeah. was. You're just like, oh, yes. Ringo's like yes. the best. How can anybody ever say anything negative about him ever? Agree. But the big thing with this album is that it came out after John Lennon had completed or was going through with this guy named Arthur Janov, a primal scream therapy. So it was this thing that was big kind of in the, in the, in the, around this time. And it was basically trying to relive traumatic events by screaming like you're just being born. And that's how you're going to get over, you know, things that are, are causing you pain. And for John Lennon, there's a ton of that, right? Because his dad was in the Merchant Marines or whatever. He took off when he was super young. His mom gave John to his aunt Mimi famously. And then when they started to reconnect, she got hit by a car or something, some tragedy, some tragic stuff over and over. And then, of course, at this point, John Lennon is also deep, deep into heroin. Like, he's got so much stuff going on that he's one of the most famous his dad shows up again. His dad shows up in his life again. Hey, what's up, son? I'm now another dad, like double dad. Like, hey, welcome back. Welcome back to your life. You know, heavy, heavy shit. Do you know his dad's name? You know his dad's name? Oh, yeah. What was it? I saw that. What was it? I'll, you you want to play a quick game? I'll give you a hint. Okay, let's do yeah, Wordle. Let's do give me. Um, <laughs> it is a character from a TV show we've joked about before that Rob has wondered what his butthole looks like. Whoa. <laughs> Raymond? Everybody, Alf. Oh, Alf. 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 His name is Alf. His dad's name was Alf. Because, hey, I don't think I ever told you guys about my Raymond bit I have. <laughs> but basically, you're hearing all that that pain come out on this album, right? Like it's a it's a it's a crazy personal album. It's a it's a it's yeah. And you hear him say that uh, in the song toward the end, that God song, and then he's talking to his son of like, "Hey, Jules, don't do the same stuff I did." Like it's just this. This shit's painful, man. There's a lot of stuff on here that's too heavy for but me. But the first time I listened to this album, I was like, I don't really like this music. It's not really, it's, it's too, it's not Beatles. No, it's it, not big. It sounds fucking good. But man, it does sound it really good. Let's, good. Let's get into it. You might say, yeah, yeah, you're right, Matt. You might say, hey, is Hell's Bells the only album you're going to listen to this week that starts with bells? And the answer is no. No. Not so fast. Because we've got. I give you the Undertaker. <laughs> Mother. Right? It's crazy. Like, was ACDC doing a Plastic Ono Band homage now that we've heard yeah, both of them? I like, they must have been, right? Totally. It starts. Hold on. Hold on. Ready? Ready? I mean, it just... This is... Boom! Right into a wall It's pretty great, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's but fucking I never had you. 
And like we talked about John Lennon's voice a long time ago, Russell, because he's high up on the list of all time great. You know, he was top Stone. five. I remember being surprised by that. Me too. But I mean, he lays it all out there in this album. He shows the full range and like it's really good. Like, yeah, he emotes and he lets you know what he's singing about. Well, he like, famously it's, it's good. He famously does not like his voice. He doesn't think he has a good voice. But this album, he can't hide. There's a maximum yeah. of three instruments playing with him at any time. Yeah. And it sounds so good. And when you listen to these words, you know, you had me, but I never had you. Like, it's just like, holy shit. Like, uh, we got hold on, hold on. I, this, I love this song because the combination of the tremolo on the guitar makes it very relaxing. What's a tremolo? You hear that waviness of the guitar? Yeah. That's a tremolo. And then okay. the drumming, though, is so like tick, 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 tick. And then his lyrics are kind of this off kilter where you get this smooth sound, but it, it also sounds choppy on it. I just love it. But this is also the one where he, he drops the cookie monster in the middle of it, right? <laughs> what the fuck? Why, why does he oh, well, all of a sudden yell cookie in the middle it. of this song? Here, let's listen. We'll edit it until we get there. It's only, it's only an hour, a minute 52, so. We have to hear it. Okay. We're waiting. Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the famous Lennon sense of humor, right? See, do we, I, I heard today that uh, Sesame Street came out a year before this album, which is wild, That's by the way. Wild. I will say that that song, it started off me thinking something, you know, he repeats phrases like throughout, you know, that whole song. I, f- I forget what it, you know, hold on, hold on. And he does that all the songs in this thing, and it starts to drive me bonkers how much he repeats or kind of stutters through yeah. lyrics on oh, this yeah. album. Well, it's well, the only well. thing above me. The music is phenomenal. I, yeah. I love, like, I think I'm with Rob, you know, like, I, I think it's, it's great. It's kind of a classical rock kind of a feel, but his lyrics start to drive me well, nuts. But, I mean, we'll get it. But don't you think this but, is where it would be fascinating to see where if at the last minute he said, you know what, Paul? I got these songs. I think they're pretty good. Can you help me out? Take a pass on them. Let's just make this a Beatles album and see what you can do. Because you know Paul would put in a fun bridge or he'd put in some more. It would get more technically complicated and you would have more layers, but right? it would have been too much, right? That's To me, that's the charm of this album is it is stripped down. Ah, but it would be so... I mean, why not have both? I mean, why right, not have yeah, a speaker Paul. box Love Below where they're releasing it like together? Well, like because a, these are... I, I, after watching a documentary, right? Like these are... John Lennon yeah. songs, right? Yeah, right? And as soon as you introduce Paul, then they're not John Lennon songs anymore. And I think that's the whole crux of the like discussion, it, yeah. right? Like why they broke up. Isn't that, isn't that? Yeah, I think, I think he, he, would, up? he would turn it into granny songs. There's no granny songs on this, on this album. But I also think too, like, I think Paul would take these albums and they'd have to do it a million times. Like, oh, blah, dee, oh, blah, da. And then you fucking say, this shit sucks. Right. And then you do have to leave. Over again. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this, you know, he's doing a few takes and then he's literally singing to Ringo and Klaus, like his feelings, like emoting it and to Yoko. And so you just get a much more raw sound where Paul probably, you're probably right. He would have reworked it over and over. I found out. The freaks on the phone me alone. Well, it's like, it's, it's not our listeners, right? <laughs> we got to make this the new sound clip for the... Yes, this is our new Don't sound clip for voicemails. I, I 
but it's got a groove here. Oh, so good. There's a number of songs where the tempo oh, changes, yeah, right. you know, and, yeah. it's, and it's, they're great. This bass is so crunchy down here. Ooh. Another album that sounds like every song begat a whole band, right? It's like when you first listen to this yes. album, you're like, well, does this really belong at 85? And then every song makes you think of a band you've heard, like, oh, is this Black Rebel Motorcycle Club or, you know, Ben Folds 5 or someone? Like, you can hear so, yes. many, so many people who have definitely studied this album. What's really interesting, too, is if you look at, like, the chords on any of these songs, it's never normal chords. Oh, really? He's doing so many changes that you wouldn't expect. He hated to do a normal, like, G, C, D chord structure, you know, like a normal fifth stuff. He was always toying with it, which is why some of these songs, they don't go the place well, you yeah, expect them to. He was an off-kilter kind of dude. He didn't want to do the expected. Listen, guys, um, it turns out that I'm, I'm doing some, um, I'm working on some stuff where I keep hitting my instrument. I'm doing tambourine therapy. Tambourine. Oh, listen. <laughs> when I wrote this bit down on my notes, I think I wrote, not a good bit, don't do it. And then I was like, you know what? That doesn't, that's not going to stop. There's me. a Prince song called Tambourine this. that's really good. You might have to play that. God damn it. I am now, Aaron. You're making me do that work. Uh, Shit. <laughs> I'm like, Matt, whatever Aaron suggests, I do it. So, <laughs> working class hero. Mm, makes me hungry for a sandwich. They make it feel small. This sounds like the early Dylan albums, right? Like totally, uh, like Masters of War or giving you no like time instead of it all. Well, we know Bob Dylan was a, a hero of his, although in one of the songs he literally says, "I don't believe in Zimmerman." But. <laughs> it sounds like a song from my my spaghetti western collection. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of like know. it. And this is about, I don't really get the, the purpose of the song. Like, hey, some rich musician ripping on, like, the peons who have to, like, work for a living. Is that what he's doing here? What's going on? I mean, but doesn't this seem like a response to Pawn in their game, right? Because uh, Dylan, Dylan Dylan sings about the poor right remains only a pawn in their game. And uh, John Lennon says the same thing about they said there's room at the top. You just have to, what's he say? You have to lie about Killing people? Shit. I can't remember what the line is now, but I think it's same I, kind of idea. I, I, got, I, got dummy. I think it's cookie. <laughs> I, I, God damn it. You're so smart, Aaron. It's so good. I do have to say, though, there is he, he did do that Dylan thing, though, where he tried to do, you know how Dylan would write these super long songs just to see if he could memorize the lyrics as like a challenge to himself. And just play that guitar drum kind of thing. Yeah. And Lennon did that, except he fucked up and he forgot a verse. And so they had to go back and edit it in. And you can hear it 100%. Listen to the guitar change here. It's going to be about 10 seconds in. Listen to the guitar and voice change pitch. You can tell they re-recorded this. A working class hero is something to be. When the you hear that right there? Uh, yeah. yep. I mean, it totally, it's a totally new recording. And they just literally yep. dumped it into the middle of a song, which I don't know. I, it's so interesting why they wouldn't just be like, well, let's retake the song. Like, we're, we literally have all day. We can do whatever we <laughs> that's want. A, that's a Paul McCartney thing, man. That's a Paul McCartney thing. He just said, no, we're not going to do it because that's what Paul would yeah. do. Yeah. I, I, that's an interesting you're idea. Right. You're right, man. I think he probably was like, absolutely not fuck overdubbing. We're not going to do that. I don't want to do that shit. Especially, you know, after hearing George Harrison's album. And, you know, there's, there's stories of him and George getting together during this album and still having a great relationship and being friends. Right. 
But, mm-hmm. um, and I think everybody wants the Beatles to hate each other. And they just got sick of each other. Like, you know, you got four guys and they're together all the time trying to do something creative. Paul probably always wanted to watch NCAA basketball tournament. Those guys wanted to <laughs> hang out and t- write songs or talk. <laughs> and some of the guys are real dumb shits, you know, and they won't let you talk about all the stuff you want to talk about with the riblets. They wouldn't actually, they actually made you edit quite a bit of that out. That got really dirty, really fast. Um, so I, I get it totally. Um, Hey, if you were uh, dating somebody and they wrote a song just called Isolation, would you be worried about Is that them? a red flag? Just a boy and a little girl Trying to change the whole wide One of the things I liked, I don't know if you guys heard near the end of the song, he's playing an organ. Did you hear the organ? Should we, should we go to the organ? Yeah, let's jump forward to go to the organ. The world is just a little... You hear it there? Yeah, 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 yeah. There it yeah. is. Is John now to me that sounds that is John that Lennon. Like, that's a sound I'm familiar with. I wonder if that's a that sounds like a big organ. It, it is an organ, and it's it's a Hammond organ. I don't know if you guys know anyone named a Hammond, but this is a Hammond organ. A Hammond organ. A Hammond. Hammond Have you guys ever heard of the Hammond organ before? Are Hammond organs really small? The fifth Beatle Billy Preston. The fifth Beatle Billy Preston played the Hammond B three. He he did. Billy did. Billy Preston did play the Hammond, but. I was reading a little bit about the Hammond organ and it was an instrument of choice for military chapels. And then in the sixties, um, it became a big part of rock music. And so I, what I thought we could do is celebrate the Hammond organ by Whoa. doing a list of the greatest Hammond organ songs ever. Russell, this is my absolute shit right here. You might be bad. You know, we were talking about work. Oh, okay. we're talking about working class heroes. I, we're talking about working class heroes, but I'd like a hero with Hammond organ on it. And cheese, <laughs> a supreme therapy <laughs> flavor, right? <laughs> Gotta have mustard ah. on it too. Yeah, some cream cheese therapy. So one thing I should it. say Ooh. is the Hammond organ was really big with jazz, blues, R and B. We're doing a list on the greatest rock songs featuring oh, the that. Hammond organ. Yeah, this sounds like yeah. this sounds like some of Aaron's Friday nights in college, where it's hand on organ, hand <laughs> on organ, hand on organ. Thank you. I like it. So the first song is I'm gonna say thank you after all my is from 1962. <laughs> this is Booker T and the MGs. The song is Green Onions. Check oh, this one yes. out. Yeah, that's, Ooh, that's wow. badass, Stax, isn't it? This is the Stacks House Band. Yeah, this is one of the all-time uh, Person who hates green onions. I love. You this like song. the song, but hates the onions. Yeah, yeah. You yes. can't. You can't. You can't not want to nod your head when you hear this one. Did you, Russell? Did you hear that this song came out too early? I didn't. They almost named it Leaks. The Leaks. Leaks. <laughs> but Aaron, you were you were mentioning that this Chives. was out of Memphis, right? This was the Stax recording absolutely. studio. Is yeah, that right? Absolutely. Yeah. This is the house band for a lot of Stax recordings. And so I was actually reading that John Lennon was actually a big fan of this band. And later on, I think in 1970, the Booker T and the MGs actually recorded a whole cover of Abbey Road. Did you guys oh, know did. that? I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, that's cool. Oh, wow. Oh, I should that's pretty, that. pretty cool. That's cool. Hey, can I just go back and make a correction? Yeah. Okay. Uh, when I said that, okay, so the, when the album came out early, they should have called it uh, Scallions because that's the other name for green onions. I thought it was leeks. <laughs> so that's my bad. I was confused because I was so. like, well, leeks are a whole different vegetable. I don't know. Like, I was like, maybe he's trying to like relate spring onions to leeks. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's all. Yeah, I'm just going to go back in and edit me saying Magic Scallions. Magic feverishly deleting his correct you emails. <laughs> you know that 10% of the. Uh, of the human race when they eat scallions, it tastes like soap. I, I thought cilantro. 
Oh, yeah. is it <laughs> we're a mess. We're a mess. You guys are eating as much green yeah. stuff as I am here with my wife gone. The only green stuff I'm eating is Diet Mountain Dew by the Cardinal. <laughs> I literally bought 24 cans of Diet Coke the other day. We now have three. I bought them yesterday. <laughs> Disaster. So you're getting your water, yeah, Rob. Jesus I don't know Christ. what you're talking about. You're hydrating. Water. Oh. Much. Is it hot in here? Oh, it feels <laughs> hot in here. Next up on the list, I've never heard of the band name before, but you guys will know the song. This is the Spencer Davis group, Give Me Some Loving. Oh, oh, oh. I got it. I gotta... <laughs> you hear that? I gotta... You hear that, yeah. organ? Hell yeah. This song, when I was in the high school pet band, this was... Huh. One of my favorite, one of my favorite songs, both to play, and also to joke around with my favorite uh, high school band instructor, Mr. Joel Poppin of Ankeny, Iowa. Because when Mr. Poppin would stand up there and say, "Okay, give me some love," and I would say, "Mr. Poppin, I don't think that's a good idea." Like, I don't really, <laughs> oh no, I don't think <laughs> he. We had a love hate. I mean, I loved him. He hated me. That's kind of how it went down. Do you and guys, then when he did go to prison, you wrote him letters. So you, you were like, "Hey, you, you were serious." <laughs> what you get for putting me in third chair you old piece of shit you know who the lead singer for that band was i'm Uh, I'm gonna assume it's spencer davis i'm guessing sam moore (laughs) it's not it's steve winwood oh hey steve winwood was the lead singer but they named the band after the guitar player i was like that's crazy you never see that do you no it's rare no no i met steve Steve if i went steve winwood i would say now would and you go what (laughs) I'd say thank Another you. crazy thing about this song. So the, the version that I really know is the Blues Brothers version. Remember, we've talked about the Blues Brothers, that that movie having all the music. So they covered that in that movie. Two of the members of the Blues Brothers, Steve Cropper and Donald Duck Dunn, were also members of Booker T and the MGs. Wow. Oh, my wow. God. This is. Yeah, Steve, okay, wait, Steve Cropper, I go back. the guitarist on I've Been Loving You Too Long by Otis Redding. I mean, because it was mostly yeah. Booker T. Yeah. I want to go back and correct my joke, okay? Okay. Wait, how many jokes somebody do you get to correct in this episode? Somebody this would say vegetable joke? all of them. How many jokes? All of them. I can edit it. Here, let's hear it. No, that's no. There was no. There was no green vegetable joke that got edited where I just said scallions oh. and it made sense. <laughs> no, it still doesn't make um, sense. He would say Steve Winwood, and I would say, well, in the morning, usually. Steve Winwood <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> Winwood. <laughs> uh, never mind. Okay, I'm gonna go back and edit that again. Wait a minute. Late at night. <laughs> Make myself laugh. When Steve Winwood would in the morning might have wet dream therapy, right? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really good. That's good. I dare you to hell's bells that yeah. one, Rob. Are you eating <laughs> breakfast sandwiches in your bed? <laughs> so much cream cheese in here. All right. Next up on the list, we've been talking a little bit about this guy earlier tonight. This is Bob Dylan, like a Rolling Stone. Check out the ham and organ at the beginning of this one. Right away. Uh, yes. Fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. It just sings, doesn't it? Just a great yep. song. You like it, Matt? The, the organ? Once upon a time, so great. I, I was reading the guy who played the organ actually came in to play the guitar, and they found out there was another session musician that was better than him, and he just sat down and started playing the organ, and like when they were taking a break, and they ended up using it, and supposedly if you turn and you listen back, the organ's off like half a beat. So if you listen to the beginning, it's off a little bit, and it's because the guy had never really played the organ before and didn't know what he was doing. Uh, but I was going to ask you guys, have we talked about this before? Was it Norwegian Wood? Did we talk about this before too, Rob, where Dylan and Lennon didn't get along because like they were mirroring each other's songs for a while or something like that? Do you guys remember that? 
Yeah, yeah. we talked about that a little bit. I, yes, there's yep. something with that. Okay. Also, Norwegian Wood, one of the most beautiful Beatles songs. Also, a great book by Haruki Murakami. I'm reading it right now. Got it from the library. Should I should have in my rolling going about the library? I, I think his ghostwriter's <laughs> name is Doug. <laughs> Aaron's like, well, I went to the library. Man, do I love looking at porn on library computers. <laughs> what? I don't have to tell my wife I'm getting into figure drawing. Oh, that's what guys do at the library all the you time. Think so? They're, oh, I, you ask somebody who's a librarian how much porn is getting looked at on public For real? Library they computers. don't like have that a lockdown or anything? No, 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 no. It's an issue that they're dealing with all the time. Free game. <laughs> yeah. No firewalls. Yeah, First Amendment, man. No. Uh, uh, excuse me. When I typed in double Ds, I was looking for the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Oh, that's a good joke. All right, next up I'm on not the editing list, that one. That's a final edit. Thank you. Is you guys know the band Procol Harum? The song Procol is called Harum. "A Whiter Shade of Pale." Yeah. Check yeah. this out. Yeah, I know. This I've song. always thought Procol Harum sounds like something that a doctor would do, and you weren't oh, happy about it. This song is so good. I hate this song. You don't oh, like really? it? I've always hated this song. I can't stand it. Have you heard King Curtis cover this one? Well, it just makes me realize that. I think if the song was a darker shade of brown, it would make more. I would get. I would make more sense to me. It's so good. Do you guys hear me? I'm gonna turn down the music. Darker shade <laughs> yeah, of brown. Darker shade of brown. Uh, but Thank there you. is a great uh, favorite of the podcast, King Curtis. He of Memphis Soul Stew fame uh, also covered "Whiter Shade of Pale," and it's great. So check it out if you're interested. And he's just he's just recovering from his heart attack. This so version was made in the <laughs> summer of love, 1967. <laughs> John Lennon was a big fan of the song. He said it's the best song he'd heard in a while. You play Ooh. it when you take some acid and woo. <laughs> Too sweet. He liked it. <laughs> I, I believe it. Isn't the summer of love 69? No, 69 is when it all went wrong. 67 is the summer of love. Dumb shit. Dumb shit. What? That's not, that's not what I was trying to say. Be kind. Yeah, we got <laughs> we Aaron. Aaron we're, you're her. right, Aaron. Matt I heard sucks. That, Aaron. I heard that. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. What? Sorry that Aaron would treat you like that. I heard that, Aaron. I heard that. All right, last, no. <laughs> last song on the list. He's not a band conductor, Aaron. Don't talk to him like that. <laughs> last song on the list. We talked about this one once before. I believe it was for like the one hit wonders where they were the big artists that only had one number one hit. But this yeah. one also features a Hammond organ. This is Janis Joplin, me and Bobby McGee from 1970. Oh, man, this song. Holy shit. Chris Christopherson's on. Listen, that this. organ is a jam, isn't it? Yeah. Is her? Is this Big Brother in the Holding Company? What was her band's called? What was her band's name? I don't know. I forgot the uh, guy's name. The guy who was playing the organ on this one was Big Brother. In the oh, it's but, so good. Three eighty nine. But I was reading; she was actually a big Beatles fan. And before she died, Yoko Ono had reached out and had, was going to have her record a song for John Lennon's birthday. And oh, she man. died shortly there afterwards. The last recording session she ever had was writing a song for John Lennon. Jeez, that's a killer. Way to end on a positive note, right? Literally. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, no, no, Wait no, 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 Oh, God. Oh, no. Hello? Hey, everybody. Hello? It's me. It's, Hello? It's Double J, Janice Jackson. Oh, no. I just wanted to call in. <laughs> Tell you guys that I loved only the big Beatles. I was a big Beatles fan. Oh, yeah. A big Beatles fan. Oh, it was a big Beatles fan. Yeah, me and Bobby McGee, we'd ride the rails or on a truck or whatever the song was about. Listen to the Beatles, and I'd say, if only they were a little bit bigger. The lads from Liverpool were a little too short for me. (laughs) Then I barfed on my back, and now I'm dead. I'm in hell. Okay, well, see you guys later. Why is everyone in hell when they call in, Rob? I don't understand. Like, there's got to be other options. That was Double J, actually. Janis Joplin, Aaron. 
Yeah. yeah, that was, you have to ask, uh, ask her. Okay. And that was a tasteful way to end that list. So that was hundred oh, percent. It was tastefully so good. Yeah. I mean, when Russell, that was a top five list. I love that. Ham, those Hammond organs. I mean, anytime, anytime the Hammond organ comes Kills, on, I, I 60 midnight every time. Beside ham and cheese, it's my second favorite Hammond. <laughs> ham and you know what? And you know what and third rye. is? Michael Jackson. Hammond. All right. Let's get into. Is that what he was saying there? Hammond? He wanted more Hammond organ? I don't know. I don't That's think so. That's the Weird Al lyric. I think, I, think Michael, I mean, no one knew oh, what yeah. Michael was saying. Then we, okay. Weird don't Al get said. mad about Weird Al again. <laughs> Every time I get mad about Weird Al. Uh, hey, listen, let's come up with some more fun. Let's talk Weird Al or Weird Alf, John Lennon's dad. Alf. (laughs) (laughs) Seems Alf. Hey, Willie. This is is the Ben Folds song. This is, I feel like Ben Folds studied this song and then made a whole career on it. And I've only heard like three Ben Folds songs. This is the one, too, with the lyrics. It's just, just drives me bonkers how slow the lyrics come out. It's like he's trying to say something with them. Sounds like Mr. Blue Sky. It does. This sounds like a this sounds like a upbeat, kind of a more upbeat. Even though if you actually read the lyrics for that song, it's it's a little depressing. What he's learning, what he learned it in therapy, not the not the most fun thing. This was the song they that they did. They want to put this out on a single. This is Phil Spector who produced this album, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a very strange Phil Spector production because he doesn't have his wall of sound. There's only three people. Yeah. And, and apparently what they did is that John and, and Yoko pretty much mixed this. Then Phil was in charge of the final mix. But if you listen to this, this is not, it, it got, I think it got remixed better in some of the remasters, but it's a little thin. Like the drums, if you listen to it, it's a little thin. You think so? This is love. Oh, I think so. I, no, yeah. No, interesting take. I mean, I was thinking that we don't know really anymore what the original mix sounded like because I would have been yeah. on vinyl or a track or something. And we we're listening to it over, you know, streaming, but it sounds loud to me. Like, it sounds like, I mean, this is not a loud song, but yeah, like it sounds like the mix is like still Phil Spector going for like a big sound, even with it stripped yeah. down. This is hard for me to say, Aaron, but you, I might be wrong. You might be right. <laughs> no, I know. Well, I think you hear, I think you hear it on the first song on Mother, right? Yeah. You get the bells and then it goes boom right into the yeah. lyrics. So this um, this next song was originally called Good 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 until my mom came in and corrected his grammar. It's well well well. I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> this song grew on me. Me too, I got, man. I like you know this what? song. Me too. I gotta make an admission here. I remember when we started this list and we started the quest before we did the podcast. I remember specifically where I was. I was in a grocery store and I had my headphones in and I was listening to this and I'm like. This is the worst song I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I remember texting you guys saying, this is a, just a complete yeah, disaster. Upset. But then yeah. the more I listened, I was like, wait, it's either the worst song ever or it's the best song ever. Yeah. It's, it's up there. And it's up it's there. Fun. This really grew on me. It is it is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It's a great yeah. groove. I could do with I could do with the absolute screaming at the end. I could do with it cut down a little there, but like you know, you hear about everything that he's going yeah, through with I'm the screen therapy and all that. And, I think you know, but like it's a great song. I, I heard somebody say this on a podcast today, but I think you can hear Ozzy Osbourne in this when he's singing with the guitar. It sounds just oh, yeah. like you know, oh, I am Iron, right. yep. Iron Man and all those Ozzy. Do you Osbourne think you also hear really that in that bass drum that just keeps banging the whole song? Yeah, I I, I, yeah. I kind of heard like the Iron Man type of thing when you just hear that bass drum clicking through the whole the whole song. Fucking beating on this thing, like right? He's playing it loud. I love it. 
Um, see how strong I am? I'm not going to make a joke there. Thank you. Okay, uh, he said, I was like, beating on it. Ra- ra- what, no. what was he doing he to that? Play it he was loud. beating no, on it. Loud. He's just no, it they, the thought went through my head, but I'm not acting on it. Steve Winwood, no thank you. Uh, not right now, thank you. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I mean, does this sound like the Beatles or what? Yeah. This sounds like the, like the White Album. Yeah. What do you, how do you guys describe this album? Is it beautiful? Is it sad? What? What? How do you describe it in like one word? What do you take from it? Like, what are you supposed to feel from this album? I think I think it's almost emo. I mean, even this song, which yeah, is like it's got the Travis yeah. picking, you know, that it's it's you hear on like Happiness is a Warm Gun. It's supposed to sound happy. Mm-hmm. It still sounds so sad yeah. to me. Like him just this is very reflective of like this is the Beatles. I mean, what I want to hold your hand was like eight years before this album. Like that's eight years of him being the biggest name in the whole world, and it's all just crashed. Like literally five months before, like it's it. You would be incredibly depressing to be John Lennon at this time and realize like it's over. Like we're done. Rob said, "Agree." Just I, I think it's a little different. I think it's freeing, and I think it's exactly what he Mm -hmm. wants to do. And this is how he's always wanted because you hear it right. You hear it in the last few Beatles albums. You have songs like that. Those aren't McCartney songs. Those are clearly Lennon songs, right? And then you got Obla Di Obla Da, which are McCartney songs, <laughs> right? And so I don't know. I think he's do. I, this sounds exactly to me. And then you watch that documentary that came out recently, you know, and you kind of he's just he's literally off in his mm-hmm. own world with Yoko, and he just wants to do his own thing. And Harrison's the same way, and it seems like uh, Paul McCartney's trying to control, bring them all in, and get this huge sound and everything. I think it's is extremely freeing. It sounds very. I don't know. Emo sounds right. I mean, that, that's a good way to describe yeah. it, but I think it's in a good way for, for him. And I would say, you guys said it right. The one word I would say is feel. This was John just feeling what he was feeling. So some songs he's feeling sad. A lot of songs he's feeling free. Like, you guys nailed it. Oh, man. Doesn't that just make you sick? Just like imagine sitting there thinking about your feelings. I don't think so. But he's so. not thinking but about watch his a feelings. Basketball it's just game like Matt instead. said, he's free. He's not thinking yeah. about him. He's just feeling him. And then yeah. whatever he feels on the next track, that's what he's feeling. He's present. He's in the moment. Do you think it chaps McCartney's ass when he sees this list and and Lennon's got a a solo album above his? Does he have a solo album on the list? Do you know how much money that man is worth? Absolutely. They got to have egos, right? He doesn't. Uh, Where is Wings? He doesn't give a shit. But it is funny because when this album came out, it didn't like people didn't go crazy. This is the lowest selling solo Beatle album that came out. Interesting. This Ringo's came out before this and sold more. Harrison's came out and crushed this. Nobody listened to this yeah. album because everybody was still listening to George Harrison's triple album. It was when I mean, it is a fascinating. Like, I would love if I could sit down with Paul McCartney. I would. Lo- I would ask him so many questions, but I also I would also love to ask him like, do you have any idea where your albums sit on the Rolling Stone 500? He would say like, yeah. I mean, like, what would he say? Like, like it would be awesome if he did pay attention. Like, that would be amazing. But what? Also, there's, if he did, one. Would also be awesome. What? What is it? Ram. There's one album. Ram. Paul, yeah. yeah, Paul McCartney and Lynn McCartney's at 450 on the list, and then there's the Wings album, which I'm surprised is not on the list. Really? Is is not on? The and list. Ram, yeah, Ram's one. not even on here. Ram's a great album. Ram is on. Ram is 450 on the list. That would chap his ass if he's yeah, at 85. Yeah, okay, okay, he's only right, back at 450. No, no, yeah, no, I don't no, even no, think Russell's right. Put that. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's horseshit. No, Russell's but I right. get it. I get it. I think this is. I think this. 
I think this album is why so many people think Paul McCartney didn't contribute as much as John Lennon, because you hear this album and it's taking another step. Like when you listen to like this, when you listen to like this, for example, God, this song is like the next level of music. This is not baby. I'm amazed by the way. I love you all the time, which is Paul McCartney's single off his album. I mean, listen, listen to this. God is a concept. I mean, what? All right. By which we is this Billy Preston on this one? Yeah. Yep. And, and, and what's wild about this, I mean, this is really the last song on the album. I know that it has My Mummy's Dead, but I think that's more of like a, I don't know, it's almost him making fun of Paul McCartney or something, like doing a little, <laughs> like just an unthought out song right at the end. But listen to this part in God where he talks about what he he doesn't believe. Yeah, this is... And we have Billy Preston on a grand piano here. Here's a Oof. shot of Bob Dylan. Yeah. Okay. Now listen to this. I don't believe in pizza. Oh. oh. It's kind of soul crushing, isn't it? I just yeah. believe in me. And there, when he comes in, there's nothing on his voice. Yeah, it's, it's just, just him. him. That's what he believes in. Yoko and me. Well, and you. And Yoko. He believes in Yoko. Because I think Yoko might have been standing there like, huh? That is a... That's <laughs> reality. He was trying to watch the game. And she's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you, man, you put it in the net. <laughs> Going to get real deep here, right? Oh, but like, aren't we 40? We're all in our early 40s now, right? Don't you kind of feel like what he's saying here? Like, you used to worship watching the twins yep. play. You used to worship who all of this stuff, right? Yeah. You know, you know, and right now, who cares? And I think that's exactly what he's saying yeah. there, right? Like, it's not that he really doesn't believe in Elvis, you know, or the Beatles and all this stuff. He's just like, it just doesn't matter. It's more like it doesn't matter, right? right. And so... I don't know. I like the song. I like the message. And I, it, yeah. it's a genius song. Like you can hear yeah. so much music come off of that song. I, this album is just, it's so fascinating to me. Now, nothing sounds like my mommy's dead. We're just going it, to, it, it's fine. We don't have to yeah. do anything about it. All right. But th- that God is such an unbelievable <laughs> song. Alone. And of course they yeah. didn't release that it's as a single myself. because they were like, well, we can't have you. <laughs> the bit song off the album could not be about you not believing in God. He already got in trouble for saying they were bigger than Jesus. It's like he knew his, he knew what he was getting into. Like he, he you can't say I don't yeah. believe in Jesus, but I mean, it's a great fucking song. And yeah, you know, like at, at the end of the night, like when you sneak into your bedroom and you get your eyes closed and you're trying to get to your bed, like it's only you, like you don't have anybody yeah. else. And I do, I also think that that God song is, sounds a ton like his next album. It sounds a lot like Imagine. I think he kind of knows where he's going on this next album, listening oh, to Oh, yeah. That. No, that's a good point. Big time. Yeah, good point. Uh, thank you, Aaron. That's just what I said. Uh, okay. Let's <laughs> see here. So I say to myself every morning in my morning. Winwood? <laughs> good point. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the rating system. <laughs> Steve Winwood uh, radio mix on any of your Spotify or no? You Amazon. keep saying that. I got to set up a Pandora mix. station. You said that that was good. Yeah. Unlike you, Just I don't listen on. to any of your guys' recommendations. What whatsoever. was the super group that had Petty and Winwood and Harrison and all those guys? What? Oh, that was the uh, traveling, traveling Wilburys or something. Oh, yeah. right. Bob yeah, Dylan yeah, was yeah. part well, of that too, right? Zimmerman. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right. It had Zimmerman yeah. too. Prince kicked yeah. all their asses on the on the stage. 
Mm-hmm. And the guy that my wife unfortunately has a fetish for, Roy Orbison. I got to dress up like Roy Orbison every night. <laughs> no wonder your hair is dyed I, 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 I black. It's black and I got like the Lego looking hair. It's like the plastic, like perfectly round hair. Well, we know she's into transition lenses, so it makes sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's her thing. She's into transition lenses. Uh, so smoke. It's so smoky in here. Listen, this album is 85 on the list. Okay. Where does that sit with us? Well, 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 let's talk about this. Oh. If it's perfect at 85, this is a rolling well, well, well toned. Okay. If this should be higher, it's a rolling Steve Winwood now boned. Okay. It should have been higher on the list, which in this case is a lower number. Uh, we should have seen it already. Uh, or is this a rolling uh, groan? And there's no need to think of a clever pun for each one of these. It's just not important. Uh, although I will tell you guys, um, I have been working on just drinking out of this metal container. I'm in canteen therapy. <laughs> <laughs> canteen therapy. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling groan? Plastic Ono Band. I mean, as you guys know, I'm, I'm a big John Lennon fan, but I will be honest. Hello I've, there, Aaron. <laughs> big John Lennon has well, no accent. Well, well, big, big John Lennon, big John Stud, your oh. tag team from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 hold on, mother. I found out that you're a working class hero. Remember, love. Well, well, well. Look at me, God. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. It's you don't want to tempt fate, Rob. Don't do it. If this is the last thing she hears, you don't want to say it. All right. I will I'm say. I'm in hell. Goodbye. See you I, later. Yeah, goodbye, big John Lennon. Uh, I love John Lennon. I have actually never listened to this album until what? going on this journey. I don't know why. I was really just Beatles strictly. I didn't really get into their solo stuff. I was really surprised how much I like this album. I'm sure we're going to hear stuff after this that is sort of better or more interesting. I don't know, but um, I, I love listening to this album. It's an album that I'll probably come back to, except for some of the tracks that are so uh, sad and hard to listen to. So I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a rolling well tone. I think it's great. I think it'd be a good dorm room album. I'm going to put Ooh, it out yeah, there. Yeah. Give it to your kid, take it to college, play it in the dorm room. Yeah. See who comes right. in and then know that those people are probably not the most fun people to hang out with if they want to Rob's listen to music right. that be bummed out. Uh, Matt, rolling well-toned, well, well, well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling groan? Well, I think it's well, 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 well-toned. <laughs> um, there, 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 there is, there's obviously better, al- I mean, not obviously, but to me, there's better albums that I'm more of a fan of. But from a music standpoint and who John Lennon is and where it is in history, I mean, 19, this is 1970, right? I mean, you, like right. you said, you hear so many things that, um, that probably have some sort of influence from this album, at least that I could tell. I don't, you know, I don't know. So I'm going to say it's well-toned. Uh, 85 seems like a decent slot for it. Russell, rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? I was expecting to go into this one to, and not like it. I remember listening to this a year ago, like I texted you guys and I said, I don't understand it. He's just screaming well over and over. They screaming at the end of songs, but coming back to it, I just thought it was, I had a hard time describing it, but beautiful, haunting, reflective. I don't know the way to put it, but I just thought it was fantastic. I don't think it's one of my favorite albums ever, but 
it makes me go back and start thinking about the Beatles because we've talked about the Beatles before. And I think a lot of us kind of said we were McCartney guys. We like the McCartney songs better. Yeah. But now I'm listening to this. I'm like, maybe maybe I wasn't giving him the credit he deserved on some of those later albums. But I, I really enjoyed it. I'll say rolling well toned. You, you, there's no doubt this album, you listen to it and you're like, oh, he is a goddamn genius. If you were wondering before, if you're on the, on the border, I mean, it's not even close. Listen, guys, this is a rolling Stallone. <laughs> so we got it wrong again. Rolling yeah, Stallone. You're wrong. 85 a, in a row. Dang it. Like a rolling, rolling Stallone. 85. Because this album came out when I was doing my Creed therapy. <laughs> it doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> God, I wrote that one down. That's the one I picked. <laughs> Nobody was listening at this point. Next up. I am going to, oh no, Rob, I'm going to continue my banana cream therapy. And next week I'm going to break on through to another pie. No. It's the doors. No. <laughs> Honestly, when I started this episode, I thought that joke was going to be so good. I was like, God, this is going to get so many laughs. This is going to be the new D's nuts. Russell, this could be the greatest ending song of any album we listen to. Just like, there might be a Hammond organ on that album. There's, there might be a couple. Might be littered with. They threw all the organs in that one. Yeah, I think if you like organs, you're gonna love the Doors. I got news. <laughs> hey, Rob, a shitload of them. Rob, the one time I was actually at the Twins game and I was ignoring my date during a game, and I was actually I did get nominated for the Hormel Row of Fame. But it wasn't yeah. that great because I'm a big mustard guy. They didn't have any mustard. How would the big mustard guy handle the Hormel Row of Fame? Please <laughs> squirt out what's inside of me all over those hot dogs and consume it. That makes perfect sense to me. Big mustard guy. Would big mustard guy be into people using mustard? I think so. I think so. I He's a big mustard guy. I That'd guess. Be his thing. Like if, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah, big mustard guy. But if they didn't have any, if I didn't win the Hormel Row of Fame, I would just go up and I would get some, get to the go to the taco stand and get a burrito supreme therapy. <laughs> you know what that joke holds up Russell nice job you saved it damn that's good nice work Russell. <laughs> burrito supreme therapy so stupid 